I'm gonna put the eggs in first. Who put the eggs in they first? They never go in first, and they deserve There's some the reason that they don't go in first. What you're hearing is from a video I made with my friends Aaron and Kayla in 2011. It's supposed to be some simulacrum of a cooking show, but really it's just the three of us fooling around on a Friday night under the guise of baking cookies, or cupcakes, or I think really they ended up being more like Madeline's, I don't know. I feel like I was something of an early adopter to the teenage dream of wanting to be a YouTuber as a job. I really started watching YouTube in 2009, at a time when the biggest names in the game are all now mostly viscerally disgraced or adults living quiet lives out of the public eye. And what do you do when you're a creative child obsessed with certain content creators? You emulate them. And that's what I did for years, armed with nothing but a flip camera, iMovie, and my cast of silly loyal friends. When I made this video, it became an instant classic in the canon of shit I produced in this time period. It's been nearly 12 years and we still repeat lines from it whenever we see each other. Honey, you're naked. <laughs> you're naked in public. You're naked in public. And that always spurs on memories of other videos I put up on my old YouTube channel, which has become something of a tenuous time capsule for our silly adolescent hijinks. I spent a miserable three hours last week desperately chatting with Google support trying to get into this account so I could make some of these videos unlisted. I failed so spectacularly that I think they actually temporarily blacklisted me from the chat support function. Sometimes I feel like I'd love to just drop a bomb on the entire channel. But I also feel some sort of archival spirit about these videos. Like we shouldn't just scrub things from our history because it makes me uncomfortable to look at the way I acted and the things I made my friends do for YouTube. I made them and they meant something to us. And they still do. I don't want to deprive my friends of these records of what we were like back then, but I really would like to just hide them away in a place that only we can access. Please, Google, let me in. There were times when I fancied myself a director, a documentarian, a producer, and it feels very silly to look back on that hubris. But is it hubris? I was like 15 at the most. I do harbor a lot of fondness for the memories, I do. But the chaser to every single memory is always, always shame. These days, I at least sort of feel like I have shame's picture on the wall behind the bar in my brain. But a lot of the bar staff is new or something because they always serve it at least one drink before they realize. A few weeks ago, my friends Erin, Kayla, and Nadine came to visit me in Brooklyn for my birthday. On the night they arrived, I made them dinner and took them out to my favorite neighborhood bar for a cocktail, and then we came home and sat around my recorder on an air mattress with popcorn and gin and tonics. This information serves purely as a warning for the audio quality of this recording. There's a lot of tipsy, slap-happy crosstalk, weird noises and bad levels, and it also sounds like I'm crying at points, but I swear I was just congested. So it wasn't the best time to whip out the mic, but it was my one chance to talk to them about how they interact with the still existent records of our adolescence and what kind of feelings they conjure today. It's like looking at a photo album, but it's videos of us as children, laughing and being so happy together. Interesting. So like, it's like, feel. I, I have a hard time looking at them. That I feel like- That's rage quit. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I feel like it, it's, it, like I was saying earlier, like when I see things that like exemplify me younger, I like, I feel a lot of vitriol towards that. Like I look at you guys and I'm like, look at you. That's I exactly. love you. Like, but I like, like but I'm like, but I, but like to me, it's like I was forcing this thing upon you. We would have been literally brownies in my kitchen regardless of the fact that we have 
video evidence and I can visually see how far I've come since I had front bangs is just a very <laughs> cathartic experience for me. The second you took the flip out, all of us were all around you. We were all like, oh yeah, let's do it. I don't remember it that way. And I like I'm that is not saying that that's not the way it is because I think my my memories are like very very distorted. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like I was always trying to force people to be something that I wanted them to be. I was trying to like replicate this daily vlogger thing that people were doing at the time and and I wanted that thing where it's like you were the the main source of the content but then all of your friends around you were the characters in it like what like I was we just were like, just being dumb and pure in those yeah. times I feel like whether we were those characters we were still just being us like there was the never a time thing. where we're like let's do this just because the camera is here like I really feel like it was just us being ourselves at the time it's like looking back at a cute funny part of history and it's not like the whole world is seeing it i know but like i wanted to make it happen and i was being the like asshole director it come on like shut up like how you see it and i get that you saw it that way because that's who you were back then you hated yourself and so you see yourself and i wouldn't rewatch we were all fans every single one of us there are moments in that video where we are hamming it up because we love that the camera is on us. And Aaron can't yeah. act, and that's fine. That's <laughs> that is such a, like a time <laughs> capsule of who we are as people, too. Like, it's fun to look back, I and know. I'm glad that I you do. have documentation of that because I feel like I have a lot of inner issues with who I was back then, and it's, like, nice to see that we were all so close and loving of each other and funny and just, like, living our lives without any judgment from each other and you capture that whether or not you think it was forced you captured elements of that Definitely. what if you didn't have them and you didn't see us smiling of each other maybe you doubt that you even like knew us as friends at all <gasps> what the fuck? just gaslight yourself <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> then you'd be like oh they're not even my friend whatever but then like we have so much proof of our friendship i think all of us would be honest if you're like you hurt us so <laughs> deeply <laughs> Curtis is just like, no, that was stupid. Yeah, it meant nothing. Any of us like, saying what? the same things that you are, like, oh my god, like, was I not so annoying? And imagine your words coming out of any of our mouths, and what would you say to that? I feel like my my experience is so like, oh, I am the worst person to have ever lived. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people also have that in them. If I look at any of you, I'm like, no, you're like some of the best people that I've ever known in my entire life. That's what so we like, see when we look at you. Careful with always is a mess. I know, I know. No, like, you're so right. Yeah, because I so feel right. like you just like the polarization of yourself is gonna tear you apart, but it's just like there's just not like that. And I think how you feel and when you're a kid, you look back and you don't remember some of those feelings. You only remember the overwhelming feelings if you felt exactly. overwhelmingly happy, overwhelmingly sad. And I don't look back on anything we did in those videos or, you know, for the majority of our childhood where I felt anything but overwhelmingly happy. I look back on my my like actual like brain memories of of our experiences <laughs> together and think, oh no, they loved me. Rather than I look back at the videos that I made and I'm like, oh, that was I a wild that? thing that I inflicted See, on you're people. You're feeling your own shame, not other yeah. people's shame. You're feeling your own shame. I know, yeah. That is something that I have not worked out how to separate. And I know that. Do you go back and watch them like without me yes. ever? You I do. Doing that I just week. did it when I was in Vegas. So yeah, like, I yeah. did the other really? day. I was yeah, like, literally. had a couple drinks to, and I was in a corner, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mentioned to my friends that there was no interest. I was like, I'm not going to show this to people, but I need to watch it right now because it's in my brain and I need to see it. You would, like, so I don't think say we stuff. Had, like, yeah. like, a type Lion King one and a half relationship. <laughs> what? Like, it was just Wait, like, I don't can know you what explain? <laughs> like, what does that even mean? 
I don't know. Just behind the scenes, like it's like we're not. Behind we're just doing our own thing and not really caring and like just writing on the walls with our little crayons. There's this new filter on TikTok I've been seeing that's supposed to make your face look like your teenage self, and honestly, it's pretty good. It shows you both the unedited version of your face and the teenified version above it. And when I tried it the other day, I actually teared up a bit. This wasn't a surprise. I sort of predicted my reaction, so it might have been more of a self-fulfilling prophecy, but... I looked at this softer, smaller version of my face, all my deep lines smoothed out around my nose and my eyes, and it really, really looked like her. I mean, it looked like me, but I looked back between that face and mine, and I said, that's her. That's the 13, 14-year-old Allison you're still constantly sneering at and then trying to forgive at age 28. That's the Allison that these friends loved, even though she felt like such a weird, useless irritant who couldn't understand why she'd been blessed with people who acted like they actually liked her and wanted her around. That's the Allison you've somehow wedged into so much of this first phase of this project. I don't really wish I could talk to her and tell her what the future is like in a concrete sense. I don't believe in tainting the timeline. I've seen enough time travel media to warn me off that. But I do wish I could at least tell her some truths that I've learned, knowing that she probably wouldn't believe them, knowing she's probably already heard them in some format or another and decided they don't apply. These friendships that felt more like sisterhood through our youth still do, in our very, very different adult lives. Friendship isn't a finite resource. Just because you had good friends in the first chapters of your life doesn't mean you've spent it all. You'll get lucky again and again. But you also get to keep them, the first ones, the ones who have lived through your truly most cringe, who watched you become whatever you were becoming from ages 6 to 8 to 14 to 18. Being with them brings a sense of calm and safety I don't always get with other people. Even the people that I have connected with deeply in recent years, even the people I spend all my time with now, there is so much less risk with the ones who have seen it all since before I really knew who I was. I should really just feel very lucky to have been loved so deeply at a time when I felt fundamentally unlovable. It was the beginning of a long storyline in my life that I constantly circle back to in every stage, every era. Loving good people and feeling that love earnestly returned, questioning what I've done to deserve it and assuming it will never happen again. But I think the Occam's razor of this is that it's not actually that hard to love or to be loved. It's actually very simple if you let it be. I think what's hard is letting it be simple, because it feels like something that's so valuable it should be hard to get. It's sort of capitalistic the way we often think we need to have directly done something above and beyond to be worthy of it. But we all deserve it. We do. Even annoying children, even insecure teens, even scrambling ineffectual adults. You've literally just been doing the best you can with what you have in your brain at the time. I believe that, that's even true. if you don't. Because we all have, you can look back and we're like, that was dumb. We're like, but that was what made sense to us at that time. That's right. Aaron's spitting some truth. Aaron is. <laughs> <laughs> that was some real spit. Hacking <laughs> a loogie style. the truth. Oh, yeah. This has been week five of 2023 and Me, a mini podcast where I make an audio piece around about 10 minutes every week this year. 